Hello and welcome to another edition of What's Next Dentistry. This is your host, Dr. Mark Sivers from Boston. Thank you for joining the show and we're grateful for Laeta for the support that they offer to the show and for the excellent results, experiences, and ROI that they provide to dentists like you throughout the country. Today we're going to talk about the role of experts in our lives and how it is important to be exposed to experts outside of our field. For years, I would leave my home just outside of Harvard Square and drive along the banks of the Charles River and go past the Harvard Business School, the Harvard Main Campus, Millennium Pharmaceuticals, Boston University, MIT, the Massachusetts General Hospital, and make my way into my office. Each morning, unbeknownst to me, I was being inspired by the things that I was driving past. As I would drive past the Harvard Business School, I would think of the people that I knew there and had met there, and the meetings that I had had there, and all that I had learned in that place, and realize, Mark, you really need to step up your game. You can do more. What are you going to show at the end of the day for the life that you've lived? The same thing would happen as I drive past the Harvard main campus, and I drive past Boston University, and think of the people that had taught me there. Think of the men and the women there that had inspired me to do more and encouraged me to step up my game. As I drove past MIT, the Charles River expands there, and I think to myself, wow, this place is on the other side of the Charles River in Cambridge. I'm here in Boston, but wow, I can really feel. This place is on the other side of the Charles River, and I'm here in Boston but I can really feel the presence of MIT and the impact that it's had on the world in dentistry and all that we associate ourselves with on this planet. As I drive past the Massachusetts General Hospital, I think of the Ether Dome where William Morton discovered anesthesia. As many of you know, Dr. Morton was a dentist here in Boston and he began to using ether with his patients so that he could do complicated dental procedures. He took that procedure or took that protocol to the Massachusetts General Hospital and there in their operating theater called now the Ether Dome, he showed the doctors and the physicians how they too could take care of their patients better if they were sedated and asleep using ether than if they were awake. These places and these men and women have inspired me. They made me think every day, I need to do more, I need to do better. I think of my mentor, Fred Castellucci, who taught at Boston University. Fred was a prosthodontist, and for many years he would sit me by his side, and he would say, Mark, you know nothing. Forget everything that they've taught you at school, and I will teach you prosthodontics, and you can see how dentistry can be practiced. Tongue-in-cheek, he would say, you'll never be able to practice at this level. You're useless, you're no good, but I'm going to show you anyways. And with the greatest of humility, I would sit there realizing I was being taught by a master. And one of the things that he encouraged me to think about was this concept of what I do right now should be better than when I did it just an hour ago or when I did it yesterday or when I did it a week ago. In other words, this concept of continuously improving, continuously doing better what we already know how to do. Now, that's fine when you've done something once or twice because the third time or the fourth time, it's easy to make slight improvements and get it better than it was. But when you get out to having done a procedure a thousand times or 5,000 times, or for many of you, 10,000 times, 
making it just that much better becomes a real issue and becomes very thought-provoking. So I remember sitting there and I remember watching him and identifying ways that he continuously pursued. I remember sitting there watching him and identifying ways that he continuously improved what he was doing. He would show me little subtleties in the way that he cut the tooth, or he would show me differences in his impression technique, or he would show me ways that he would encourage the patient or put them at ease, and he would teach me pieces of how to implement business into the actual clinical procedure. All of these things were improvements on a process that he had in place. All of these things then became part of what he did each and every time. And whether it be my role as an assistant, his role as a dentist, the business team's role helping people as they exited or checked into the practice, he always was looking for ways to improve what he did and encourage me and really put a lot of pressure on me to say, this needs to be better than the last time. What are we going to do? So I'd like to talk for just a minute about two principles, this idea of where is the inspiration in our life outside of dentistry? And number two, how are we continuously improving? So as many of you know, I've spoken a lot about Toyota and their role in industry. And I've also spoken about the Harvard Business School and how they have a role. And there are other experts, and I would encourage you to reach out to the folks at Ritz-Carlton. They're extraordinary about providing great experiences. I'd also encourage you to go to Chick-fil-A and look at their model of quick service and how each person has a story, each person has an experience in their life, and each person is looking not just for food, but they're looking for someone to provide them great service and help them. I think of places like Nordstrom, where they have done an extraordinary job of making it easy to shop with them. They'll provide you great products at good prices, but they'll make it so easy for you if you have a problem. Don't, Don't like a piece of merchandise that you bought? Just bring it back. No questions asked. They'll refund your money. Even several months later, six months later, even a year later. I remember a pair of shoes that I took back after nine months. I had worn them many times, and they said, Dr. Sivers, if you're not happy with these, we're not happy with these. Let's exchange them for something else and get you something that you really like. Many times people will say, but I'm losing money on that. Well, here I am years later talking on this podcast about Nordstrom promoting them and the great experience they provided. What's that worth? How much could they possibly pay me to speak so favorably about them? Well, number one, they're not paying me at all. Number two, it's something that I do because they took good care of me. So take care of people offer them extraordinary service, and they'll take good care of you. I think of other places, and I'm sure you know of others, and I'd love to hear what places have you gone to where you've experienced something extraordinary. One of the people that's touched my life and taught me this principle so profoundly has been Professor Clayton Christensen from Harvard Business School. I remember when I first moved to Boston, he wanted to come and visit me, and he was living in a lovely home. He was married, had children, and I was recently married, living in the North End, and was housed in really the oldest housing, which is in Boston. Professor Christensen drove down from his home, parked in the North End, which is incredibly difficult to do because it's all resident parking. And he found his way through the alleys and 
side streets where I moved to my home. And these are the days before GPS and before, before other devices that aid us in our travels. Professor Christensen is a tall man standing at six foot nine, and he's stooping as he made his way down the stairs and doing the same as he entered the door. As he entered our small little rental unit that hadn't been modernized for probably 50 years, and I'm not exaggerating, he said, Mark, Carmen, what a lovely home that you have here. This small home that we have is the size of two very small bedrooms with a tiny bathroom attached and a microscopic closet. It's nothing to look at, and yet you're paying a compliment, and it's sincere, it's genuine, and both my wife and I could feel how, how deeply he cared about us, even though he was just meeting us. So I share these examples. These aren't dental examples, but these are things outside of dentistry that have influenced me profoundly. These are things outside of dentistry that can influence all of us. You'll have your places that you go, people that you see, and things that will inspire you. My concern is that all of us spend so much time in dentistry and focus so much on drilling that hole, taking that impression, making that crown, or doing whatever we do as doctors, that often, oftentimes we're walking around with blinders on. And our clients come to us looking not just for a hole to be filled, but really looking for that hole to be filled and having a wonderful experience and being treated as incredible human beings. So I would encourage you to go to Nordstrom's and sit there for an hour or two. I would encourage you to do the same at Chick-fil-A and just sit there and watch. There's so much that can be gained from sitting with these people that are masters of their crafts. And as dentists, we have a lot to learn. Or at least these two principles of finding things that inspire us outside of dentistry and continuous improvement are really important for the development of us, both as professionals, but also in our personal lives. So I hope as you go throughout the day and you look at things, you're looking at what am I using each and every day to inspire me outside of dentistry? Whether it be a building or a person, a book or a thing, what am I using each and every day outside of dentistry to inspire me? Whether it be a place, a person or a thing, having something every day that nourishes you intellectually and helps you become a better person is really critical as you go about your professional life and that of as you go about your professional and personal life. The same thing with continuous improvement. So oftentimes businesses are superseded simply because they stagnate. And I think we've all seen the older doctor that didn't do much to improve his skills or what he had to offer and effectively worked himself right out of business. And so staying on top, staying ahead, pushing forward, and developing new skills and new talents, and continuously improving what you do inside of your office and what your team does and how you conduct your business is vital also for you personally, but also professionally. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and we encourage you to reach out to the folks at Leita.com and have a look at how they can improve your results, experiences, and ROI. So many of you are running businesses, and so many of you like me have gone to dental school, learn how to practice our craft, but not had necessarily all the business training nor all of the other training that is necessary to run a business. Thanks for joining the show.